here with the Discover Your Personal Power podcast. We are on number four of a four-part series. Yay! We are going to continue to talk about investing in your biggest assets so that you can get the best returns. If you like, please leave me a review on iTunes or share this podcast with friends. I would love to know what you think, and this helps me get the word out to others. For those of you in the Discover Your Personal Power online coaching program, you know that we work on four pieces of a puzzle. Mental health, emotional health, physical health, and social health. Each puzzle piece helps us learn more about ourselves, fine-tune our own inner voice, and create a life of peace, purpose, and power. This program has been in beta testing and is now finally open to join. Do you guys want to dig a little deeper and invest a little more in your mental, emotional, physical, and social health? This program is online so you can go at your own pace. It has 12 weeks worth of fun videos, worksheets, journal prompts, inspirational emails that are sent straight to your inbox, and all to help you discover your personal power. Hop over to the website and sign up. It's on sale. So we have talked about investing in your mental health, investing in your emotional health, and investing in your physical health. Today, we are talking about investing in your social health. We talk all the time about having a balanced diet, getting enough exercise, getting enough sleep, all those important strategies to live a healthy life. But we don't talk that much about the importance of our social life, our social connections, our relationships. The reason that this puzzle piece is last is not because it's the least important. It is because social health supports and improves your mental, emotional, and physical health. It supports all the other pieces of the puzzle. So let's talk a minute about the science behind social connection. Maintaining social contact helps to improve overall mental health, enhance feelings of social connectedness, and decrease feelings of loneliness. The more connected you are with other people, the more enriched your life becomes. Research has shown that social relationships have short-term and long-term effects on health. Studies have consistently shown that individuals with higher levels of social involvement live longer than those with less social involvement. Social ties also reduce mortality risks among adults with documented medical conditions. Social support affects health through enhanced mental health by reducing stress and fostering a sense of meaning and purpose. Social connection can contribute to increased mood and lessen symptoms of depression. Research has found that people who feel more connected to others have lower rates of depression. They also have higher self-esteem, are more empathetic, more trusting, and more cooperative. Chris Peterson, a positive psychology researcher, said, 
after taking all the mass research on well-being and boiling it down to one phrase, it would be, other people matter. He was also keen on reminding us that other people matter for us, but also that we are the other people who matter to others. One day, a teacher asked her students to list the names of the other students in the room on two sheets of paper, leaving a space between each name. Then she told them to think of the nicest thing that they could say about each of their classmates and write it down. It took the remainder of the class period to finish their assignment, and as the students left the room, each one handed in their papers. That Saturday, the teacher wrote down the name of each student on a separate sheet of paper and listed what everyone else had said about the individual. On Monday, she gave each student his or her list. Before long, the entire class was smiling. Really? She whispered. I never knew that I meant anything to anyone. And I didn't know others liked me so much, were some of the comments. No one ever mentioned those papers in class again. She never knew if they discussed them after class or with their parents, but it didn't matter. The exercise has accomplished its purpose. The students were happy with themselves and one another. That group of students moved on. Several years later, one of the students was killed in Vietnam, and his teacher attended the funeral of that special student. She had never seen a serviceman in a military coffin before. He looked so handsome and so mature. The church was packed with his friends. One by one, those who loved him took a last walk by the coffin. The teacher was one of the last ones to walk by. As she stood there, one of the soldiers who acted as a pallbearer came to her. Were you Mark's math teacher, he asked. She nodded yes, and then he said, Mark talked about you a lot. After the funeral, most of Mark's former classmates went together to a luncheon. Mark's mother and father were there, obviously waiting to speak with his old teacher. We want to show you something, his father said, taking a wallet out of his pocket. They found this on Mark when he was killed. We thought you might recognize it. Opening the billfold, he carefully removed two worn pieces of notebook paper that had obviously been taped, folded, and refolded many times. The teacher knew without looking that the papers were the ones on which she had listed all the good things each of Mark's classmates had said about him. Thank you so much for doing that, Mark's mother said. As you can see, Mark treasured it. All of Mark's former classmates started to gather around. Charlie smiled sheepishly and said, I still have my list. It's in the top drawer of my desk at home. Chuck's wife said, Chuck asked me to put his in our wedding album. I have mine too, Marilyn said. It's in my diary. Then Vicki, another classmate, reached into her pocketbook, took out her wallet, and showed her worn and frazzled list to the group. I carry this with me at all times, Vicki said, and without batting an eyelash, she continued, I think we all saved our lists. That's when the teacher finally sat down and cried. She cried for Mark and for all his friends who would never see him again. The density of people in society is so thick that we forget that life will end one day, and we don't know when that one day may be. 
So please tell the people you love and care for they're special and important. Tell them before it is too late. I loved that story. Of course, because it's about a math teacher and my husband is a math teacher and because it shows how important our words are, that our words matter and how just a few words can lift another person up. Remember, other people matter. Other people matter for us, but also we are the other people who matter to others. There are a few ways we can make connections and deepen our relationships with those we care about. One is to express interest in others. I love getting to know other people. I love their stories. I also love to talk, so I need to be better at listening. But as we show our interest in others and use active listening skills, we can learn more and make better connections with those that we love. Think about those that you love, the friends that you cherish. Why do you love them? Identify a few of their traits and strengths that you admire about them and let them know that. Recognize what you love about them and tell them. Ask for their advice. Show them you value their opinion. Encouraging others to be the best of who they are fills your soul and theirs. I have been blessed with so many friends and I love each of them for their own special gifts. I have a good friend when I was having a little bit of a clothing crisis. I had a big presentation that was coming up and I didn't know what to wear and so I messaged her just to shoot her a few pictures of my options and she literally said, I'll be right there. I don't know if that means my options look that bad or she just wanted to come and help but it was so nice. She just came over and helped me put together these perfect outfits that I never would have thought of and so I was able to lead my presentation feeling confident. I have a good friend who's also an entrepreneur and she is one of my biggest cheerleaders. If ever I doubt my program or my podcast, she is there to lift me up and give me concrete examples and critiques. She's not fond of all the brain stuff, which is crazy because who doesn't like all the brain stuff? But I have another good friend who had enough confidence in me to invite me down a path that has given me opportunities to be an international speaker and the president of our overseas nurses organizations. Friends can see in us what maybe we can't see in ourselves, and I am so grateful for that. Tell your friends what you love about them. Sharing experiences creates connection. Sharing experiences gives us a chance to help and support one another. It gives us a chance to share emotional support and connection. Sharing good news, going on their journey with them, listening and digging deep and allowing others to tell their story of good news or good fortune lets you share in their happiness and their joy. In the book Love 2.0, How Our Supreme Emotions Affects Everything We Feel, Think and Become, Fredrickson says, Love blossoms virtually any time two or more people, even strangers, connect over shared 
positive emotional experiences. This is termed positivity resonance, which says that when two people share positive emotions, even momentarily, there is a synchrony between their biochemistry and behaviors that results in a mutual connection. As humans, we need connection. This positive resonance increases the hormone oxytocin, the bonding hormone. Some of the fondest memories we have in this journey of life are the ones that remind us of beloved friends. I have been blessed to have many friends in my life that I am so grateful for. And it's funny, as I get older, I cherish these friendships more and more. I love those friendships when you meet someone unexpected. Maybe you notice them, but then you think, oh, she's too cool to hang out with me, or she has all those friends and she doesn't need me, only to find out in your very first conversation that you just click, that she gets you, that she likes you as you are, accepts you for all your imperfections, and stands by your side in the craziest of times. This was my best friend in high school. We did some pretty stupid things together, but we were teenagers together, and that is what teenagers do. But I will always love her because she was my friend. I love the C.S. Lewis quote that says, Friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, What? You too? I thought I was the only one. Another thing we can do to help build connections and have strong relationships is to avoid gossip. Just stop gossip in its tracks. Get to know them. Make decisions for yourself. It's hard because we want to listen or we want to share a story, but if it's harmful to others, just stop. Think, could I say this if the person was standing right next to me? If not, it probably doesn't need to be said. I also think sometimes people may have had a disagreement with someone or a particular situation or event that didn't go exactly how they wanted and then this person wants to quote warn us about the other person. To that I say give people the benefit of the doubt. Get to know them and judge for yourself. When I was a young mother, this happened to me. I had moved to a new place and was trying to get to know other moms and we met some fun people to hang out with and they tried to warn us about other people in the group. And I decided to get to know these people for myself. And one of them became one of my dearest friends and we are still good friends today. I actually spent my 50th birthday with her and her husband. What would have happened if I hadn't given her that chance? If I hadn't taken the time to get to know her for the amazing woman that she is? What would I have missed out on? Giving people the benefit of the doubt. In situations when other people may not have acted the way that we think they should, or responded the way that we think they should, or we may start attributing blame and malicious intent, it leads to bitterness, resentfulness, and unhappiness. Psychologists actually say individuals with a hostile attributional style tend to be less satisfied with life and their relationships. Studies have shown these individuals are just less happy overall. 
Modern life is taxing, fast-paced, and stressful. When we're stressed, we're more likely to go on the defense and blame others. One of the noblest behaviors you can engage in is to give someone the benefit of the doubt before rushing to judgment and negatively filling in the storylines yourself. What does it hurt to give other people the benefit of the doubt, especially if you don't have the full story? And 99% of the time, you don't have the full story because you're not walking in their shoes. Plus, giving the others the benefit of the doubt has to do with our own thoughts, right? The scenarios that we're playing in our head. If we could play out scenarios where the other person was busy or the other person was just having a bad day or maybe they had something going on in their life that was distressing them, we allow our thoughts to give them the benefit of the doubt, which is the opposite of thinking angry, hurtful, or resentful thoughts. The benefit of the doubt can leave us feeling hopeful, optimistic, or just plain okay. This means, though, we get to benefit from more pleasant feelings than getting angry, hurt, or upset. Another way we can increase our social connections and deepen our relationships is by stopping blaming and criticism. There's a quote that says, who is it that's unhappy? The one who finds fault. Criticism and blame cause us to have unpleasant thoughts and feelings. Often when we're seeking to blame someone or find fault with another, it's because of our own insecurities and lack of self-compassion. Blame and criticism are actually misguided attempts at protecting ourselves. We want to feel better about something or a specific situation or event, and so we blame or criticize others. This can hurt relationships and break connections. Learn to just feel the feeling. Find self-compassion and you will find yourself with more compassion for others. Give others the benefit of the doubt and you will have more love in your heart. Blame and criticism can break the chains of connection and ruin relationships. Next, maintaining your own integrity. Integrity is the act of behaving honorably, even when no one is watching. Those with integrity are gracious with others, respectful by doing their best, they're mindful and careful with their words, and mindful of other people's feelings. Integrity can mean apologizing when you were wrong. Integrity is about how you treat other people that you don't even know. And next, words and acts of kindness. One of my favorite stories and plays and movies of all time is Les Mis. I love how the kindness of one man changes a life. In Victor Hugo's tale, a modest bishop who lived in a small cottage in the town of Digne, having surrendered his Episcopal palace to the hospital next door, with no locks on his doors, a simple push of the latch allowed entry for Jean Valjean to enter. This humble bishop subsisted on less than one-tenth of his state's entitlements, with the remaining funds dispensed to provide for the release of fathers and debtors' prison, meat for the soup 
of people in the hospital and other unpopular charities. He took Jean Valjean in without question, fed him, showed him kindness, and a bed for the night. This bishop conferred dignity without guile on one whose dignity was robbed by others. During the night he spent at the bishop's home, mere days after his release from serving 19 years as galley prisoner 24601, Jean Valjean, in his fear and desperation, stole six silver place settings and fled. He was apprehended and returned the next morning under police guard to face the consequences of his crime. Unruffled, the bishop declared the silver to be freely given and then announced that Jean Valjean forgot two valuable silver candlesticks to the bundle. The bishop's act was of altruism and kindness. That in the ensuing years set in motion a story of transformation and redemption. As Jean Valjean redirected his life that had been chained to hatred, mistrust, and anger, and emerged as one of the greatest fictional heroes in a story of love and redemption. The bishop's response is a lens through which to see and understand all that follows. It is a scene about mercy and second chances. We live in a world where we see sorrows and indignities just as told in this story. Whether it's violence or the hate that's all around us, Les Miserables reminds us that like Valjean, ours is a world in desperate need of second chances, of merciful giving without requiring return. Caring for how the world turns out leads to thoughtful action even in the smallest of things or interactions, and ultimately, like the bishop, and Valjean for that matter, it costs us little. To love another person is to see the face of God. I love this story. There are so many layers and so much for discussion. The symbolism and themes are beautiful and applicable to any time in the history of life. Ask the question Jean Valjean asked himself, who am I? Who am I or what kind of person do you want to be? I think this is one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves. Discovering your personal power is about knowing who you are and how you want to show up in the world. Remember that other people matter. Other people matter for us and also that we are the other people who matter to others. Express interest in others and share experiences of joy and happiness. Sharing experiences creates connections. Avoid gossip, give people the benefit of the doubt, be slow to blame or criticize, live with integrity and scatter words and acts of kindness. And remember, to love another person is to see the face of God. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Take some time this week to invest in your social connections and relationships. Tell your friends how grateful you are for them. Do something fun together. Invest in your relationships and social connections. Enriches your life and helps you put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Remember to hop over to the website at discoveryourpersonalpower.org or peggymorelifecoaching.com. Leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Until we meet again, my friends.